Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Derek, for uh, taking the time. We have uh, Robbie Highlander now on the podcast. How about I'm that? Robbie. I'm yes, Robbie. baby. And thank you for for taking the time to join us here in uh, in Vancouver, Canada. But I guess a, a big thanks to your brother Chris Calhoun for uh, the introduction. He goes, you know, a couple two three days after we talked, and he and I knew each other uh, working in radio and stuff right over the years. Uh, a couple two three days after I released the podcast, he goes, "Hey, by the way." My brother used to wrestle in the WWE. I'm like, fuck off, Steve. Seriously? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I could, you know, I could see if he wants to be a guest. So, thanks, yeah, Chris. I for- I, I've not done a lot of podcasts, but uh, I just started doing one. And last week, I did one with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh yeah, how'd that which go? Was uh, which was really good because um, he was the guy that showed me at TNA Television when I got fired from WWE. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right but it was it was a pretty good it was a pretty good podcast i thought it was uh it was almost it was almost an hour long but uh i've only oh, did, wow. I've only i think i've only done two other ones so far so oh wow uh, yeah. do, you, do you ever listen to podcasts or is this kind of just um, you or i here's the thing um i've been so busy with uh with another career that i've not really had time for anything for myself really so right. now I'm just in transform and uh, transformation and hitting life reset. So I could probably see myself listening to podcasts while I'm driving down the road doing something. Nice, nice. So what was it uh, about about wrestling? What, what, what was the allure for you? Like, what was it that grabbed you? Uh, and how old were you when you were like, okay, maybe uh, I, I was, maybe I will do this. I was I was I was suckered in pretty early. I want to say. You know, I, I would say somewhere in that seven, seven or eight, uh, with my friends watching it on Saturday morning, and as soon as uh, as soon as the show stopped at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, we were we were downstairs in his basement with uh, with with all the mattresses on the floor, and we were going to town wrestling. So right. So what what was that? Are you going back to the WWF or? Oh yeah. Going back like to stampede the, wrestling like what was it well i know back then i want to i want to say i watched um pacific pacific northwest wrestling which would have been out of seattle i want to say vancouver right. area. um it, i i did watch some stampede um some awa and some ww well i guess back it back then um i kind of more or less known it as maple leaf wrestling Oh they, wow! Yeah, Maple Leaf Wrestling either brought NWA or or Vince McMahon Senior stuff to. They, they kind of put them all on the same card, and that's what Maple Leaf Wrestling was. And then it obviously Jack Tunney evolved from Maple Leaf Wrestling, and that's where WWF came about. And Jack Tunney was the president in the '80s, and all that good stuff. So yeah, do you remember when you were a kid when they when they switched over from the WWF because the World Wildlife Fund or whatever it was had an issue with them using it, and then it, that so they was had to change names. I want to say that would be right. That was that was in the late uh, what mid to late nineties. Was it that late? No, it couldn't have been that late. Mid maybe eighties. Was it? Yeah, certainly not the nineties. I want to say because the attitude area, the attitude area was still called WWF. Oh, because WWE, I want to say, came in. I want to say around ninety-seven or ninety-eight. 
Okay. Okay. Maybe, I, I'm not right. 100% sure, but I want to say the attitude area was still WWF because as soon as 24 seven or whatever came on, they, they started blacking out all the, all the, the turnbuckles. Right. Right. Yeah. So they, that, that was a big, that was a big thing for Vince McMahon. That was a, that was a hell of a battle he had. Yeah. And, and what is your first memory of, of wrestling? Uh, well, my first memory of wrestling, I would have, you know, just off the top of my head, I would have to say something like the British Bulldogs against, uh, the moon dogs. (laughs) (laughs) They were totally one of my favorites. The British Bulldogs, Dynamite Kid, Uh, Davey Boy Smith. They were great. Even the Hart Foundation. Um, Bret Hart's been a guest of this podcast. You know, going back, Killer Bees. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking, I want to say we're talking 84, 85. And then there's even earlier because, you know, I, I watched, I watched every kind of wrestling there was before, you know, WWF got mainstream. And I want to say early nineties, they kind of took everything over and yeah. Yeah. And the rest is history really. Yeah. And so who, but now who, they, but now they have competition, which is nice. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like AEW and like all all of nothing. There's nothing but good things will come from competition. Nothing is good about a monopoly in anything. It it actually makes the it actually makes the product shit. I would say totally because now because now all of a sudden you know AEW. I, I don't watch much wrestling, but I want to say AEW is on what Wednesday nights, and then all of a sudden. Okay, now we have we have a little bit of a war because NXT is going to go up against AEW. That's right. And, and to be honest with you, NXT can't even touch AEW. I don't think. Just well, not not right now. Not no. yet. Not, not yet. yet. But I mean, maybe. You you never know. But that's what that's what makes wrestling good when there's competition. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So who who were the ones that you that you were kind of like idolizing and stuff as a kid? What like was it beyond the British Bulldog? Were you into Hogan? Oh, was it like oh, Andre you know, the I Giant like, or Macho I like, Man? I like the bad guys. I love the Macho Man. I like yeah. Piper. I just and, and you know I really like the bad guys because Hogan was just too good goody two shoes for me. But right. maybe if I was a maybe if he was around today, I'm I'm more of a goody two shoes now than I was back then that he might have been my my favorite but um yeah well, it's I even just, like, like it's, it was even hogan's like theme song too right like i'm yeah. a real american like yeah well i'm we're canadian so can't <laughs> <laughs> can't vibe with that i have no idea yeah, no i can't vibe it's yeah. hard to vibe yeah. um but you know i liked um even going way back you know i i like watching the i always want to see the underdog win but they never did, you know. Back back when we watched it when we were kids, it was there was a lot of squash matches. Oh where, yeah, where it's just you know maybe the guy got one punch in and maybe a hip toss and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I was the same. Always like the uh, the underdog for sure. Yeah. What yeah. what was the worst you ever got hurt in wrestling? Um, I would say the worst I ever was hurt was probably in my second match. Um, I just I. I got up off the canvas and the guy was picking me up and all of a sudden my, my knee just kind of popped. And I thought that was right at the beginning of my career. And I thought I was done, but I just kind of worked through it the whole time. And I had a bad knee through, well, I wasn't that bad, but I made sure I, I, 
I did my best with it and kept protected. And I had it my whole career with a bad knee. Wow. And I, really? and I still got it. Oh yeah. The whole, the whole career. And I want to say maybe two and a half years into WWE, I, I might've tweaked it and it was, it was bothering me for a bit, but being in a tag team, you can, you can get by those things. <laughs> yeah. True. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the art of, of wrestling, you know, like sure, you know, the outcome of the, of the match, but there's something about not hurting the people that you're wrestling. Like that's, yeah. that's an art in itself. You know, my, my injury actually came from my, my, my foot sticking in the mat and my knee going the opposite way. It wasn't really anything. It wasn't really anyone that hurt me specifically. It was just, oh. yeah. And then, you know, after that, I climbed up to the second rope and it buckled again. It, it, it actually made like this, like, oh, Pong, pong. I was like, ooh, and I jumped off. We finished the match, and I did think you, I took a, I think I took a couple weeks off, and then we went back at it. Wow did Did you tell Buddy, hey, like, easy on me? I think I just fucked my knee. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I told the referee to tell him, and but we were right, we were right at the end of the match, so it was, oh. it was pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. I thought, I thought the worst. I was never gonna have a career. Um, I want to say when I started practicing again, I did a leapfrog, kind of tweaked it a little, but didn't do that bad. And then I did just didn't do leapfrogs for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was it that was always doing the leap, uh, leaping Lanny Poffo? Yeah, 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 leaping Lanny. That's uh, Macho Man's brother. He uh, yeah. he just he just retired and uh, moved to Ecuador. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I guess Ecuador is a place to live with, uh, is a good place to live where your money can last a long ways. Hell yeah. That's a long career, man. If he's just mm -hmm. retiring now. Wow. Yeah. 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 Could, could you pick a career highlight? Can you nail it down to like one thing or one moment or one match or? You know, I would say, um, I, I think my most highlighted match it wouldn't be Rory's most highlighted match, but it it's just uh, it's special to me. It was a it was a match in Cape or uh, Durban, South Africa, um, oh, wow. that wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen. But we ended up going out and being the main event on a WWF um, house show in Durban, South Africa. And I'll tell you a little about the story. Um, we actually wrestled uh, Dave Taylor and Paul Burchill, so they're English guys. We're Scottish guys. South Africa, a little different story, but South Africans don't like the English, so they're going to vote for the Scottish. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but what happened was the night before in Cape Town, South Africa, me and Dave Taylor went out and got just annihilated. You know, he drank a pile. And the next day we flew. We, we, we almost didn't make the plane, but uh, we got flown over to Durban. And it was going to rain that night, and the promoter didn't buy insurance uh, rain insurance and they needed to get a 90 minute show out in order to not give money back so that it it looked like it was going to rain it was a it was a 30,000 uh, seat tennis stadium and it it had spit a little and then Ricky Steamboat the agent came up and said hey we're going to cancel your match and and me and Dave Taylor are like, oh, this is great because we're so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> and then, um, lo and behold, uh, John Cena's match went out and um, the 
I guess the heavens the heavens opened and there was no rain. the The rain disappeared and um, Ricky Steamboat came up and said, "Hey guys, get your gear on. You're go- we want you to go out and do you know twenty twenty five minutes in the main event." Wow! And then we went out and we tore the house down. We literally, <laughs> awesome. we literally tore the house down because, and I know we tore the house down because when I got in the bus after. John Cena was there congratulating me with a beer because he knew I love beer and he was there to congratulate. And it was, it was quite something. It just sweat, something. just sweating the booze out from the night before. Oh yeah. Yeah. We went out there, we called it all in the ring. We had a finish that we knew. Um, and the place, the place was crazy. It was, yeah. it, it was unbelievable to me. I thought. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But are, do, do you get into the uh, the actual MMA fights like Bellator and and, and UFC you know, I, I've, and all that? I've watched I've watched a bit, but I, I don't um, like I say I've been so busy in another career that I basically I was busy in my other career on uh, my second career because I didn't uh, have nothing after my first one. So over my life, the, the last career was basically head down make money and set myself up for retirement, which uh, I'm pretty much there now. So that's why I'm going to hit life reset and do something nice. else. And, and now I can, uh, I can live, live for me again. So it's, uh, I, I never really had time to partake in a lot of different things. I, huh. uh, my careers have always been something I get into. I really like doing, but over time it wears you down, but you know, I, I still wrestle here and there, which is great. Um, I would like to do it a little more. I want to uh, reach out to England and maybe get over there for a few months um, and do some more before I'm 50. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm 48 now. And okay, I'm, I'm 47. Pretty, you got me by a year, yeah. I'm in pretty decent shape. I'm I'm actually, I got I got eight abs. I got everything. I got no fat. I'm. Wow. And, and Disciplined. I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I've, uh, I quit drinking. I quit drinking in January, or sorry, March. Um, I wasn't really going to quit, um, but uh, drinking drinking's got me into some trouble here and there. WWE <laughs> per se, some other dumb things I've done. Um, so I, over COVID, I started to drink a lot, and I was drinking a lot by myself. And all of a sudden, when uh, when I started to when I stopped drinking, I started to think a little clearly, and you know I'm basically wearing myself down at some of the things I do and I'm not taking time for myself, even though, you know, I've been, I've been writing music and stuff while I'm on the road working and, and stuff, but I'm really not, I need to spend a little more time for myself and actually sit down and maybe take five or six days to work on that one song to go record it and, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't have, I never had the time and, and I've set myself up financially. I just sold my house, uh, and now I'm going to go on vacation and everybody's, oh, where, what are you going to do? Well, right now I'm living day to day. So I sold nice. my house with everything in it. So no I, way, nice. I, I, I like painting and decorating. I staged my place. It's, uh, I think it's pretty badass. And the people that came in um, offered me way more money for the house uh, with everything in it. And that's how I wanted, I wanted them to buy everything because I put my heart into it and it it's like work too. I, that, that might be something that I'll do so I can play my guitar more and stuff like that. So, 
and I can and I go back and wrestle a little more too. Yeah, that's Start cool. Doing, I, the wrestling part, the wrestling part for a career and stuff, that's something I really, really love. Like sales and working for someone else isn't something I really, really love. But you know, you got to do stuff. You got to dis. You got to. You know, you got to get on the horse and, and make sure your life's good. That's and you got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, no, I hear that. So, what's the the new career then? Is are you is music or what's the new career? Uh, I don't really have a new career. I'm just playing it day by You're day. Just... I'm gonna. I I got an agent for acting. Um, I oh, write nice. music. Um, I do have. Uh, I do have an idea that I want to do. Um, my road trip with Robbie. I did the stuff on Facebook with these little one minute clips. But uh, I would actually like to film maybe 13 episodes and maybe pitch it to some television stations. It'd be educational, but it'd be my character, Robbie, and learning nice. educational things like um, just say, for instance, I go to Signal Hill in Newfoundland. That would, could be the first episode because that's the very first part of Canada and explain how they, you know, brought the had the very first transatlantic um telegraph and stuff like that and and just explain and explain enough where um it'll be fun enough where people would actually get in and learn more about it and then then maybe you know one day and at alexander graham bell's house in brantford or you know you know what i mean just something cool canadian and uh i know i'm supposed to be scottish but scottish (laughs) canadians it's it all ties together yeah that's cool so I, I know that you uh, that you guys grew up in a house that had a lot of music in the house, and clearly you've still moved forward with that present day making music and stuff. So, what what's the music in your house as a kid then growing up? Well, I always liked I always liked metal, and and to be honest with you, uh, my brother Chris is a musician. Um, I couldn't play anything. I just started playing over the last bunch of years. Um, over the last two years, I really taught myself. I picked up a guitar in 2013 and played it for about five to 10 hours a year up into 18. And then uh, I just been, I don't really know anyone else's music. I just create whatever I make. And then I start adding my own words to it. And like, so the one song I really need to work on, it's called, uh, it's called um, on to the next show. It's basically, it's basically a three verse song that talks about my first career my second career I'm moving on to bigger and better things and hopefully my next life if you yeah. know what I mean yeah so, yeah yeah so what, what was your first concert uh my first concert was uh my 12th birthday and it was Iron Maiden somewhere <laughs> in time tour yes <laughs> dude those guys are still pumping it out man they've got a fucking double album they have a double album out I can't believe they still they still rock and roll to do it, and I'm so disappointed because my sister was taking me to Megadeth tomorrow night, and she got a message saying the concert's canceled or oh what. no yeah so I was really disappointed because I've been I kind of hit the wall with my with my career and kind of off on a little bit of a mental break and I really needed a concert. I really, yeah, do. man. I just, Something you know, it's been so concert. long. Yeah. It's been so long, you know, and, and, you know, I got double vaccinated just for a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Just for a concert <laughs> be able to go to, you know, like a restaurant or something, you know, funny thing, my buddy Brent Donnelly 
is doing the back of house, uh, you know, running that uh, Megadeth tour. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I wonder why that got canceled. Yeah. I'm not sure. They said, keep your tickets. So we're going to come back. Yeah, no, definitely. For sure. So. Let, let me, let me hit you with one. That's always a tricky one to answer. This will, this will actually give us a really good idea of what you're all about music wise. You're all on right. a deserted Island. Which three albums do you need? Um, Ooh, can they be a greatest hits? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would need uh, Iron Maiden's greatest hits, Black Sabbath's greatest hits. And you know what? I'd have to have Pantera Far Beyond Driven. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that I album. Mean, you know, I'd, I gotta, I got to have my real heavy so that we'd have to throw some Pantera in there. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you heard that record and just how mind blown you were well, like it was funny because i saw cowboys from hell came up well they had they had three or four albums before cowboys from hell and and they were real cheesy uh they're cheesy they, yeah they were like almost glitzy glam rock yeah almost. glam glam rock and uh when cowboys from hell came out it was like that was like a punch in your face totally and then then it'd be um because there was also like fucking primal concrete sludge on that record, like yeah, way um, heavier than the shit they'd done before, right? Yeah. So so that was a real punch in your face, and that was really kick ass. And then uh then I guess next was vulgar display. Vul vulgar display, yeah, after that. And then far beyond driven next. But yeah. vulgar display of power was like, man, they just they got heavier. Oh like, yeah. Wow, that's and then then far beyond driven, it got it got a little dark. But uh, I believe um, it's probably Phil and Zelmo figured out who he really is, and he started to let go who he really is. You know what I mean? He's I just wanted to want to show you these. Oh, nice! Don't so, tell me that. Don't these, tell me these are Vinnie Pauls. Vinnie Pauls. Oh, these. These, when Vinnie Paul passed away, a really good friend uh, of mine and also a very good friend of Vinnie's, uh, this guy uh, locally is a drummer for Biff Naked, a guy named Chico. So Chico goes down to, to Vegas where his, his room and his studio and stuff were set up. And these drumsticks were on the snare of Vinnie Paul's drum kit. And I got them. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Like crazy, I'm a yeah, huge, huge fan of Pantera. That is that is awesome. You know, I do I do have an Iron Maiden drumstick. Oh, do you really? Yes, I do. I got one of those. I I just remember being in like the sixth row, and there it came. I was like, "That's mine!" And I just I fell to the floor, and everybody every everybody piled on top of me. I had I had like mine. Nah, I already had my pants. Nah. Nah. I'm like Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maiden but, or Sabbath. What do you mean? Like, who do you pick? You know what? I want to say Maiden was my first growing up, but when it cut, when when it all comes down, it has to be Sabbath with Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm a dog. Kind of untouchable, really. It's I can listen to that music over and over and over again. It doesn't matter. It, yeah, and it. sometimes I have to put the Maiden away. Yeah, you know. So it's yeah. I just. For some reason, Ozzy with Black Sabbath is just and and I've been fortunate enough to see him twice 
with, nice. uh, with Ozzy and Sabbath. And I, and I did see him with Pantera once too. With, oh, nice. Ozzy, oh, wow. Ozzy and Sabbath with Pantera. Wow. I, I once drove from uh, the Okanagan. I lived in Summerland. Beautiful I drove spot. down after, uh, uh, after my shift at like four in the afternoon, got to Vancouver, saw the Skid Row Pantera show. It fucking obliterated, of course. Of course. Drove right back. I'm not, not obliterated to the point of like, yeah, high, sure. but like <laughs> yeah. And you know, winter wind, it's like winter we, conditions and shit. We yeah. were younger then. We were younger We were then. stupid and young back then. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. it. Yeah. Hey, are you a are you a gambler? Uh not too much. I, yeah. I what, what do you do from... when when you're gambling? What what what's your thing? Uh, I just yeah. I like to play, I like to just play straight up some poker. Yeah. Oh, simple poker. Yeah. I don't, I don't really gamble much. The only, the only gambling I do is I like, um, my gambles are like, you know, ones that you're really going to win. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, like exactly. don't, having, don't we all wish we knew that property and making money on it. Like yeah. this house, it, it wasn't, it was a gamble because I, I, I moved in. I bought the house with a, and the girl I moved in with was a crazy psycho, and that was a gamble. But you know, in the end, that uh, that girl has to this day she still floats about in my world sometimes and tries to. I don't know. Um, she got removed from my place years ago, and I had a peace bond against her and all that. But she's been. Wow. She, she was following me the other day, but I sold a house. So I could only imagine it's about the, you know, the, the dollars. And, and since I've not been around her, I've made a lot, a lot of money. Well, well, <laughs> and it, well. And, but she was, it's good. I'll probably write a song about her being the polisher. <laughs> <laughs> she can, she only knows how to polish. She'll never, ever get it herself. It sounds like that'll be a heavy riff. <laughs> all right derek i'm gonna wrap it up i um what, yeah, well, sure. one more question here and then thank yep. you again for for taking some time here hey, no uh share a near-death story with us like like a time in your life where you're like holy crap man i could have i could have and should have maybe died there well there's i've never really had a, a near-death experience but uh, there's been a time in my life in about 2012 where I didn't want to live. So wow. that's about my near death experience. I, I never did act or upon it, but no. you know, at that time, at that time I was still married and I had someone at home to talk to and ended up getting through. It was just a tough time where you're making a transition from being a wrestler and uh, maybe coming back to the real world and, it took about two years to really transform back to the real world when I got a real sales job. Um, that's when I kind of stopped wrestling. But over time, it was like, I can't stop wrestling. I have to do it. But I, I think, uh, yeah, that I don't really have a near-death experience, but I've had some awful thoughts at some times in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm thankful there's people around you to pull you out of that shit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now, and now, um, uh, like I just said, I just went on a mental break too. And it's not that it's not that I'm going to do anything wrong or bad to myself. It's just sometimes you just need a break and you get to think clear when you're away from everything. So, yeah, no, fair, fair. Awesome. Hey dude, where's the best place for people to find you on social media? Like, are you on Twitter uh, and Instagram and all yeah, that? I, I have an Instagram. It's Highlander Robbie. 
So it's H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D-E-R-R-O-B-B-I-E. And you can find me on uh, Facebook at Derek Robbie McAllister Coach. Okay, awesome. And uh, I have, if, if people are interested in seeing what I, I do a bunch of, uh, I have a bunch of characters on my Facebook, five or six different ones. Are, I used to do skits. I used to do skits with them, and uh, they're quite entertaining. That's why I want to get into acting. My brother acts. He does, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, just text me just saying got, he's uh, in. Uh, what is he saying? He's in the fucking. Uh, he just got four days yeah. of our lives. Days of our lives. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like how awesome is that, man? That's yeah, great. I got, I called him the other night to congratulate him. So uh, he's yeah. pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's so, deadly. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again for for taking some time here and joining us. And I guess uh, I guess we'll see you online. All right. Thanks a lot, Todd. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca.